Welcome to All or Nothing in Real Estate, an exclusive real estate platform created to take your real estate career to the next level. My name is Matt Smith and I run the number 15 real estate team in the nation. For years, I've had mentors and colleagues pour into me and now it's my turn to give back. This is not your typical real estate podcast. I work in the trenches every single day and I'm offering you real advice, no bullshit, no fluff, no theories, These are proven processes that will take you to the next level no matter where you are in your business. My team was also featured as an Inc. 5000 fastest growing company in the nation and I'm also a real estate coach through Cheplak Select Coaching as just another way for me to give back. So I have just one question. Are you ready to give it your all or nothing? Welcome back to All or Nothing in Real Estate. This is episode 10. We've got a great episode for you guys today. We have got an agent that in her very, very first year sold over 100 homes. Yes, you heard that right. First year in real estate, over 100 homes sold. Sheila Wilkinson. Sheila, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Matt, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We're, we are blessed to have you. Blessed to have you on our team and blessed to have you on this podcast. So thank you so much. I know um, part of the reason Sheila wanted to be here is she wanted to share some of the things that she learned in her journey so she could help others. And that's what we're doing here is is sharing stuff so that we can help other people level up in their lives. So, um, Sheila, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to be here. Thank you. All right. So let's, let's break it down to what, what makes Sheila want to get in real estate? Um, so I spent 23 years in the restaurant industry, helping people, interacting with people. And then when I retired from that, I was bored and I thought, you know, I love helping people. I want to be, you know, just around people. And so I thought, what better way I can be in real estate? I can help people. And I haven't regretted one minute of it. (laughs) Love it. Part of the bad news of this story is that the used to make the best pizzas in town, and now I don't <laughs> Except for on a rare occasion, she cooks for the team. Right, um, right. But yeah, so I actually, you and I met um, when you were running the restaurant. Um, yep. We met there through mutual friends, through lunches and different things. Mm-hmm. And every time we came in, you were always friendly and nice. And um, we actually, um, I believe we sold a house for you? Two. Sold two houses. Two houses. You before you got into real estate. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. How was your experience there? Uh, yeah, it was just so simple and so easy. I think we had one showing, sold my house. Um, I wasn't even packed. I was like, Matt, you sold my house already. And he was like, that's what you wanted, right? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, it, what it did for me was just got us off our butts and we got our farm going and got our house built. And it really just pushed the needle for us, I think, yeah. you know, awesome. getting it sold that fast. Yeah, and the first house we sold for you was a flip house you guys did. Uh, that was actually the second house was the flip house. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. See, my memory's not <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. Yeah, so um, what I really like is that you said that you got into real estate so you could help more people. Uh-huh. You really enjoyed doing that as an entrepreneur and a business owner um, in the community forever. Um, and so I think that that's, that's a big part of your story that will be a common theme as we get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, it may or may not have a small or big part to do with how she closed hundred in the first year. Because right. yep. <laughs> she didn't get into this business because she wanted to make bukus of money. She got in this business because she missed the people aspect of her life. Absolutely. She wanted to help people. And you can help people by feeding them or by helping them find a shelter. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about your real estate journey. So you got your real estate license and um, your story did not start at Matt Smith Real Estate Group. Um, so break down a little bit of what 
what, why did you decide to work at a different company and how was that experience? Um, so the reason that I didn't come to Matt Smith Real Estate Group in the very beginning was because I was like, there's no way I am ever going to be able to work on a team that is that busy. I thought, no way. I just want to just, you know, kind of play around with this a little bit and see if I'm any good at it first. And then if I am, then maybe I would think about it. Um, so my experience at another place was I sat there for seven weeks and the day that I found myself doing nothing but just surfing, you know, Facebook, I thought, yeah, and I was like, (laughs) exactly. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to call Matt Smith and just see what's up. And, uh, best phone call I ever made in my life. So, um. I'm glad you think you say that now, but I remember <laughs> that different. Okay, I didn't know he was going to dig that yeah, deep. Yeah, we're going to be real. Okay, all right on. Story. So I remember I was having that conversation, mm-hmm. I invited you to come meet with me, and then what happened? Um, I don't even believe that I called you to tell you I couldn't make it. I texted you and was like, hey, can't make it today. And then you immediately called me and said, why? You made an appointment with me for a reason. Yeah, I need you to get in here. And I was like, oh, Okay. All right. (laughs) And so I came in, I sat down with you and I was like, you know, it just felt right. It felt good. I felt like, you know what, if I don't jump in with both feet, I'm not going to make it. So many agents fail and I can see why. If you're, if you're in an environment that they're not teaching you, they're not showing you anything. I sat there for seven weeks and I never went on a closing. I never went on a showing. I never did a listing appointment. I was told to wing it. There was no processes. There was no training. And day one, right out the gate, Don Boardwell took me under his wing and said, let's go. Went on my first listing appointment with him. He showed me how to do the presentation. I mean, it was just process after process. And I think that's probably a common theme that you're going to hear from any high producer on our team is follow the process. It works. And if you're not following it, you're probably not going to be successful. I, Matt, wow. I don't know That's if gold. I don't know if you <laughs> caught that. She said she had to go all in with both feet. I wrote that down. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, wait, hold on. It's because you went all in yep. and you sold over a hundred homes in your very first year. Couldn't have done it anywhere else. Well, we couldn't have done what we did without you. So give yourself some credit. You <laughs> um, so it's, it's important. There's a couple parts there is I wanted to um, share the part where Sheila was still, I don't know if intimidated is the word, or she was nervous about meeting with me to join the team. Absolutely. Um, we, so we had a high performing team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's crazy to think back where your mind was. Well, I just want to kind of, I want to try real estate. Let me just see how it goes first. And you turn that into going all in and having a record year, being the top producer on the number 15 team in the nation, selling over 100 homes in your very first year. That shows your work ethic, your commitment, and how quickly you learn and process everything. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you for doing all that. Thank you. Um, in this episode, we're going to we're going to break down. And she's got a whole page of notes here of how she accomplished that. So stay stay tuned to the end because she's going to break that down. That's some really good stuff. Um, so 
I'm so I love, your, I love your reaction of, oh, I didn't know we were going to go that deep. <laughs> 100% that was planned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually told Colin, don't tell Gila about this because I want to surprise her. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I have the note on yours and not on hers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Colin, is there anything else you want to break down on what you just said? There's so much gold there. I mean, it, just the, your mindset behind it of, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to give it the best shot possible. And your environment, the just making the shift completely changed uh, what the, the outcome was. I think it's also really interesting that you're like, well, let me just give this a shot. But then once you actually got a solid taste of what it was, that's when everything changed. Um, I, I'm curious, what was that first, um, it, you talked about the, the, the first week in the company kind of making that transition or something. Um, what, what was the, the first couple of months? What made the difference to you? Hmm. You know, I think it was just the people the people that you were able to help and then see how you change their life. And then, then it was just kind of like a, a flow. Like you just, let me see, help someone else. Let me help somebody else. Let me help somebody else. And it just continued. And then I looked up one day and I had 30 pending. And I know that Matt kind of called me to the side and said, Hey, you doing okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, should I not be <laughs> like, my, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. The, my moments with Sheila was, I want to make sure you don't burn out. Like mm-hmm. that was yeah. the most conversations. Heard that a lot. She was just mm-hmm. so busy and so focused and driven to help people. I'm like, I, I think burnout's coming. Like, how can I help? How can I take mm-hmm. stuff off your plate? She's like, no, I'm good. I got it. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So she just kept going and kept driving. I think 32 pending was the most you had at one time. Like yeah, right? I think so. And then um, I just remember, you know, just leaning on everybody was the way to get through that. Like Melanie, you know, my transaction coordinator and, you know, my listing coordinators. I mean, just everybody just helping me so much throughout that whole process was amazing because I didn't, I don't think that I ever really felt like overwhelmed, but you would think that you would with that many pending at one time. We got we got to talk about that because I went around asking about the other agents. I was like, "What questions might you have for Sheila?" And the major thing is most of them struggle with uh, overwhelm. Uh, there's mm-hmm. just so many different things to juggle. But you're saying you had 32 pending at one point. And you're like, "No, I got this. I'm a good what? <laughs> how? How?" Yeah. <laughs> I think is the big question. So I, I mean, I think it's leveraging your time, knowing what you can control. If you can't control it. Don't freak out about it because you know I was that way during my inspection periods. I was like, oh, this is this is crazy. I hate to call this person because I'm going to have to tell them that, you know, the buyers are asking for this to get done. Well, you know what? You can't control it. That's what they ask for. Best thing to do is just get in, get it done, and move on. 100%. Just find a solution. That's all you got to do. So most people struggle with this because they don't accept that there are things in this business or things in life, but particularly in this business that are out of our control. Mm-hmm. So what I have a saying, it's control the controllables. If it's yes. out of your control, why are you going to let it weigh you down? Why are you going to let it stretch you out? Why are you going to let it put it in overwhelm? There is nothing that you can do about it. No. Just, it happens. So just be prepared for it and handle it appropriately. And I think you have, you've taken that advice to a whole nother level um, and taken that because you've been able to take those fires and calm them down and you, you really focus on what can I control about the situation. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, that's what you focus on. There's another part, too. Inspection notices are a big part of our training here because buying and selling real estate, 
there are so many emotions involved. Right? Absolutely. So to the buyer, to the seller, like they are buying a home. Like we don't take that lightly. It's mm-hmm. a privilege we're able to help them buy the biggest investment of their life for them and their family. Same thing on the seller side. It's a privilege that they choose us to help them sell a home that they've lived in for years, mm-hmm. right? Like we understand. And so number one, being understanding with the clients, but also realizing that it's okay that they're emotional and it's our job to remove those emotions and help them to make the right decision for them and their family. Too many agents get tied up in the emotions and wrap their arms around their clients and then they feed into the emotions and in some ways escalate the situation. Your job is not to undermine or to not say their emotions matter, but would you go to your doctor and you've got a broken leg and you're, you walk into the doctor, the doctor walks in and freaks out? Would that help you? Would that help your situation? <laughs> exactly. Right? Like not at all. Analogy. Like, I broke my leg, doctor, and he walks in, oh my gosh, I've never seen wow. him this bad. Yeah, it's like, this is terrible. Oh my God. No, he's calm, he's collected, and he's your, he's your professional advisor. He's gonna, you know what? No, what? no problem. We see this all the time. We'll get in surgery, we'll get this fixed, we'll have a cast for two, two weeks, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and we'll get this fixed for you. That's our job as a real estate professional, is to remove the emotions and help them make a good decision for them and their family. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of what helps Sheila do it. She, she did so good at that part, mm-hmm. because Sheila takes advice and she, she listens and she's a sponge and soaks it in and then she takes action on it, because you weren't always that way. When you first started, there were a lot of times where your hair was on fire because, oh my gosh, this, this seller's upset. Um, this inspection notice is ridiculous and whatever it may be. Yep. But you learn very quickly to how to handle your emotions and make sure that you're doing what's best for the client. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you just have to be that calming person yep. when they're freaking out. Mm-hmm. Because it is, it is very emotional, especially for a seller, I think, when they're selling their home and you have an inspector come in and you've got 80-page report of things. Is to tear the home apart. <laughs> uh, they, are, they are the dentist. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Even, you know, a new construction, I mean, there's going to be an issue somewhere, you know, and that's our job is to fix it and make it okay. Yep, 100%. And I think that our team does a great job at that. Um, and then, of course, we have lots of, you know, vendors that are able to help mm-hmm. to get us bids on things. And we're able to, I think that. It's a huge part if we take yeah. that stress, if we're able to take. So, so many sellers just don't know what they don't know, right? And so yeah. that's why education is one of our core values. Mm-hmm. It's our job to educate them on that process. But then also, if we can be a resource, right? Like, we don't, we do not get any benefit other than taking care of the clients for giving them vendors and saying, hey, you know what? Let us send this guy out to get a bid. Maybe we can get two more bids for you. Let's, let, let us take this responsibility for you just to help them because that right there takes weight off of that client's shoulders and helps them remove the emotions. And now it's not somebody picking their house apart. It's a number. Right. Absolutely. At the end of the day, that's what that's what really matters to them. Mm-hmm. It's not how they got there, but what are they getting? Like, what is the end goal here? Mm-hmm. And I think setting your clients up for success is very crucial because they they know what's coming. They know what to expect. Mm-hmm. They know we're going to get that inspection notice. They know what it's going to look like. They understand it's going to be a long list of things, but that's not everything you have to fix. You know, it's just yeah. going to be what's on your notice. And I think them just knowing that, hey, we have people that can help if there's something that needs to be, you know, repaired or replaced. We've got you. We've got someone that can help you instead of. Absolutely. Because I know so many sellers are like, oh, I don't know any contractors. We got this. We got this. So let me back up a little bit. So there's something that I want to talk about persistence. So there's something in your story that you said, as soon as you text me. Mm-hmm. and said, hey, I can't make it to our interview. Mm-hmm. I picked up the phone and called you. 
Absolutely. So there's so many lessons here, whether you're, you're an agent and you work with buyers, sellers, or you're a team leader trying to recruit agents. Persistence, urgency matters. Yep. If I would have waited two hours to call you back, you would not have showed up. No. No, I wouldn't have. You had your phone in your hand. Uh -huh. I was waiting on you, and I picked up the phone and called you immediately because I was persistent because I wanted you to be on this team. I knew the skills that you had. I knew the person that you were, and I wanted you. Mm -hmm. I wanted you to work here. And so if I want to help a buyer, if I want to help a seller, make sure you have that pleasant persistence. Other, that, that makes a huge, huge difference. There's too many people that are – we live in a world – the world has changed so much. So I'm going to go on a tangent here. Go for it. There is so – the, the world has changed and not in good ways. There is customer service does not exist. No. If you want to stand out in business, you want to stand out as a real estate agent, just take care of fucking people. Like, yes. That, that's a simple. When's the last time you went to a restaurant and got great, excellent service from the waiter or waitress? It's rare nowadays. Couldn't tell rare. you. Yeah. Used to be, that was the standard. But you take that to any any business, whether um, it's, whether it's, we talked about this earlier, whether it's <laughs> yeah. getting new signs for your building. Customer service matters. Customer service is so important. I'd be willing to bet Sheila's customer service is so good. I don't know this number, um, but she is. I know a lot. Her reputation speaks for herself, right? Because she takes such good care of the people. Same thing with her team. But Sheila, as an individual, I've ran into people before and said, wow, that Sheila's really crushing it. She's doing a great job, right? Because she is taking care of people and customer service on a whole another level. And so... Make sure that you have that persistence with your buyers, your sellers. You owe it to them to stand out. There's too many people that are reactive in this world and not proactive. Don't get me wrong. Don't be a pushy salesperson. Nobody wants to work with pushy people. Nope. But it is your responsibility to be proactive, to think outside the box, to reach out to them to see how you can help. If I would have just texted you back and said, okay, let me know when you can reschedule, we may not be here right now. Mm -hmm. uh, probably not. <laughs> because you were intimidated. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Agents, listen to this. This is a great analogy. If you put yourself in a buyer or seller's shoes, they've never bought or sold a home before. Do you think they're intimidated about the process? Absolutely. Yes. So they text you and say, hey, sorry, I can't meet with you tomorrow. Okay, let me know when you can reschedule. No, that doesn't help them. No. Figure out why they can't meet with you. Figure out the root of the problem. You owe it to them to help them problem solve. That is a part of customer service. If you just yes. take that one tip, that will completely transform your business and your life. Because, unfortunately, that is so uncommon in today's world. Yeah. It became acceptable to have shitty customer service. Yeah. So if you want to stand out, have exceptional customer service. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing that you mentioned is the environment on the team. Actually, can I comment on yep, that, that real quick? The, the piece with persistence, um, I think it's important to note you said pleasant persistence. Yes. Um, not just like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys yeah. have to watch the video to see the real hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, reaching out on a regular basis. But also, um, the root of most problems is fear. And you... Uh, uh, pinpointed that with Sheila of yep. going, all right, what, what is the reason behind this? You're like, well, this, this, and this, and I'm, I'm nervous to get into this new uh, position. So helping people with that pleasant persistence of going, oh, no, I'm so sorry you couldn't make it, uh, you can't make it today. Why, why is that? You know, what can I help with? What, mm -hmm. uh, where, where is the root of that issue? And usually if you can find that, uh, which is usually fear, and then you go, oh, well, what if we did this? Then the fear disappears and a, prob a problem solved. And it's like, oh, well, of course I'll move forward with becoming an agent. Yeah. So 1,000%, and I say this all the time, and Colin, you, you've had so many key points. That's 
to me, the key to sales is solving problems. If I had to solve, if I had to define what is sales, sales equals solving problems. Too many people, though, talk to talk, and they talk over people, they don't talk to people, and they don't ask enough questions. And they don't listen. That's right. They, they listen to reply, not listen to understand. Mm-hmm. So too many people hear one objection or one, hey, I can't meet with you, and they immediately go to reactive mode mm-hmm. versus, tell me more about that, digging deep on to find the root of mm-hmm. the problem. If, you can, if I can find the root of the problem, I can help anybody. But the real key to sales in my, my perspective is to be good at finding the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. I, a lot of people can solve problems, but how many people know the true problem? How many people know the truth? So you say fear. I, I agree with that. But I look at it as pain or pleasure. So meaning it is what is their pain point? What are the pain could be fear, but it's more than that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, they're in financial pain, mm-hmm. right? That could relate to fear too. But pain is, is, a, is, is more involved and has more, more options, but it's you're 100% right. And then pleasure. Well, I want a second home. I, I want a bigger house, right? I want to move to this area. Right, so that's pain or pleasure. You find out their true pain or pleasure in the root of that problem, and then you solve it. Guess what you just did? You, you help somebody. Mm-hmm. More importantly, you help somebody. Absolutely, hundred percent. You know, yeah. let's uh, Sheila. What's what's an example um, that you've had in the past with a pain or a pain or pleasure uh, moment of helping someone with a difficult situation? So a, a, a difficult sale. Um, what, what's something that stands out as far as you're like, oh man, it, it wasn't working the way that we were hoping it uh, would. And then once we got to the root of that, uh, things changed. Does anything come to mind? Um, well, there's been so many. Um, you know, like I had a for sale by owner, for instance. I called him and had a good conversation with him, went over, met with him just to look at the house. He didn't want to list with a real estate agent. Wasn't gonna, wasn't having it. There was no way. It just wasn't gonna happen. Um, so we closed on his house not too, what, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But wait, wait, but I, <laughs> because I was there for him for about four weeks. Hey, whatever I can do to help you. Hey, whenever you get a contract, you know, from a buyer, let me know. I'll go over it with you. Be more than happy just to help you, just as a, you know, customer service. Yep. And so then he called me one day, I was on vacation, and um, that was my two weeks I spent at home <laughs> making phone calls. <laughs> um, That's her birthday. Absolutely. And he called me and said, hey, you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm turning it over to you. When can you be there? I said, uh, about 10 minutes. And so I went over to his house, had another you know discussion with so him. Let me, and, let me break that yeah. down for a minute. So there's so many parts to that. Mm-hmm. Number one, how many real estate agents would have met with that? Probably, um, if he's listening, I don't mean this any disrespect, we're probably a cranky seller, right? Yeah. Would be a good definition. Yeah. But instead of Sheila getting offended by that or falling into those emotions, she understands he, the reason that he was probably cranky and didn't want to work with a real estate agent, number one, he didn't understand the value that we could provide, or number two, he's worked with others in the past that did provide him the service that he thought he should get. That's what it was. And so, yeah. It's, it always is. Mm-hmm. I've been on so many of these physical calls, so many of them, that, that that's 100%. That's why our process is what it is. And Sheila did the exact 100% correct thing is even if we don't get any benefit, I just want to help you, right? Yeah. And so you provide that value and you stayed in touch mm-hmm. and you pleasantly persisted. Like, if I'm here for you, what can I do to help? And what happened? He, he found me. enough pain that he's like, all right, I'm ready. I can't yeah. do this without you. And who, you're my only option because you provided me more value than anybody else. Yeah. But Sheila didn't do it to get the sale. No. Sheila did it because she truly wanted to help this guy. 
If he would have said, hey, I have a buyer, she would have wrote the contract for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she meant it, and he knew it. And mm-hmm. because of that, we were able to actually get his business and help him through that process. Yes, absolutely. That's a really good example. I yes. love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good story. All right, so let's talk about proximity. Proximity is power. If you, if you guys want, if this, if this rings to you guys and you're listening to this right now, go back to episode, what is it? Episode 7. Episode 7. Episode 7, we talk about this in depth. We go over an hour in depth on proximity is power. But the reason I bring it up is because Sheila mentioned her environment, her environment changed, her, her life and her business changed. So I say this all the time. This is the meme that I saw that absolutely changed my life 10 years, 10 years ago, is you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so when you came into this environment and you saw us willing to help you, pour into you, in, in return, it, it, it wanted you to help you give back to others, right? You saw that we had an environment of education. We want to be learning. We saw that environment. We truly want to help people. We're not in this to make the sales. We're in this to help people, mm-hmm. right? And you, you truly took that in that environment, I think, had a huge impact on your success. You want to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So our culture, we, we talk about it all the time. Um, and it's, it's true. It's, it's life-changing to be in an environment like this where everybody's so willing to help each other. Any questions you have. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that doesn't go on here. It absolutely doesn't. And something that, you know, I, I sat back in our, in our Tuesday team meeting the other day and I was just looking around at how many faces we have in there now. And I'm like, these people don't even understand how this opportunity that they have in front of them right now is going to change their life if they do the right things, they are in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Me too. For real. <laughs> like they don't, they just don't get it. They will eventually, but the opportunity that they have in front of them, it, it is, it is going to be life-changing for them. And I just hope they know how special they are to be in that seat because you always talk about putting yourself in, how do you say, put yourself in the right, the right, the right room with the right people. And they're sitting there and they don't even know it. And it's like, it's a process to get on here. It's not, you don't just get, oh, you want a job? Sure, come on. There's a process that you have to go through. And I don't think that they really understand to be on a team of this caliber. This is, this is huge. Mm -hmm. Well, and you can mention even for yourself of the difference of one office to another, the environment matters Mm because you were not succeeding in the place you were before and change the people around you, all of a sudden, wow, everything changes. Um, and so, yeah, proximity has So there's two parts. Let's break that down. Number one, if you're an agent, it's important your environment that you work in. Yes. Right? Also, I challenge you, if you're an agent, it is still your responsibility to help your environment become better, right? Mm-hmm. So I say this all the time. Culture is a living, breathing thing. And all of you that are now in our culture are now, you, you are privileged to be here. Mm-hmm. I say that very humbly. We use the privilege to be on this team. It's a privilege for us to have you as well. Mm-hmm. It's double. It goes both ways. But at the same time, that privilege turned into a responsibility. You enjoy this culture. It is your responsibility to make it better every single day. Because culture is a living, breathing thing. It's either growing or dying every day. And I want it to be better. And so everybody buys into that, and we all make it better together. Second note is, so agents, you have that power. You have that capability to do that for your environment. So don't rely on just a leader to do it. However, if you're a leader listening or you're aspiring to be a leader, you're just starting a team, whatever it is, it is your responsibility to facilitate that environment. 
So let me tell you, let me tell myself the mistake I made when I first started. I used to tell people, you come to my team, I will make you successful. Mm. That's bullshit. You cannot make somebody else successful. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're, you're Tony Robbins can make anybody successful. Right. But I can facilitate the best environment for you to choose to be successful. But it's your choice. You like you said, you have to put in the work. And so it is your responsibility as a leader, if you're listening, to facilitate that environment. That comes with education. That comes with people doing the right thing. I, the analogy I use is we're on a big, we're on a cruise ship now, as much as we've grown. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're, and you don't really paddle a cruise ship, but just imagine, um, we're on a cruise ship and we're all paddling the same direction. Right? Yeah. Because we believe that the whole, like what's good for the team is good for the individual. Mm-hmm. We've proven that over and over and over again because the impact we're able to have on our communities, on the families we serve, and the families inside of our team, it, it just keeps growing and growing and growing because we all believe in doing the right thing. So if you're a leader, I'm going to challenge you. Your environment needs to be the best environment out there. That is, that is your job as a leader is to make your environment the best you possibly can. All right, so let's get back to our questions. This has been great. Um, <laughs> all right. So... Sheila, let's talk about let's talk about some things that now that you have been in real estate, you had a very successful year. What let's talk let's get personal for a minute. What some what are some things that that allowed you to do um, for yourself, for your family, et cetera, that was really important to you? Um, so I was able, you know, to help my son in his private college. <laughs> um, and I know you were able to buy him some new shoes. <laughs> Absolutely. We got lots of new shoes at my house, and now he's in a pair of combat boots, but yeah. that's okay. Um, so just being able to, you know, save money, put money away for retirement someday, which I don't ever really think about. <laughs> I can't because, imagine you retiring, Yeah, honestly. me neither. Me neither. Um, because this job, I do enjoy it, I, and I love it so much. <laughs> I do. And, um, you know, actually something else that I did on my, my two week vacation that I, I don't even know if you know. So I missed my TCs so much that I came and visited like twice. <laughs> they were like, aren't you on vacation? I'm like, yeah, but I missed you guys. <laughs> That says a lot. That's not just like kind of tiny uh, yeah. relationships or something like that. That means the people around you made a big difference. Absolutely. True friends, yeah. for sure. 1,000%. Yeah. Um, so, I know that, so I know that you don't do this for the finances, but I know that, and you weren't bad off financially before you came to the team, so I'm not meaning this in that way at all, um, but I know that it, that extra, those extra funds helped you do some things that were very important for you personally. And so the only reason I'm mentioning that is I'm, I'm on the leader, talking to the leaders now. As leaders of an organization, it's so important to figure out what that is. What is that one thing for Sheila that's important to her, right? And for Sheila, she's got more than one thing, thank goodness, because you have to have the motivation this woman has. Um, but it's, you have to figure out what that is so that you can help them accomplish it. If you are doing this just so they can sell one more house or they can do this one thing, that motivation runs out. What, you need to find what ties deep with your people and help them accomplish that because that's what's important to them. 100%. I know a lot of people wanted to know some of the tools that kind of helped you get the 100 closings in particular and just juggling it in general. And three that you mentioned so far is the first one would be the pleasant persistence of just, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm, um, if you need anything, 
hey, let me help you with this. Um, another one that you mentioned was uh, the educating your client uh, with what uh, they should expect. So mm -hmm. in, when a problem in their eyes comes up, they get this 80 page document of an inspection. They're like, my house is worth pennies. You know, and you're like, no, listen, this, they're just, uh, this is what it is. So educating them, and then of course the environment that you surround yourself with mm -hmm. uh, on a regular basis uh, on how that impacts you. What's another tool that comes to mind that as um, you've been um, continuing your education over the past year, um, what's helped you get where you are and help, help um, also keep with juggling this, make it not something that you're stress juggling. You actually seem to be loving it, like, the, like in the midst of, I mean, there's some days, but yeah, what's another tool that comes to mind? Um. So, yeah, um, I do enjoy it, and it does help having, you know, a good work ethic, which is, you know, almost a lot of people don't have sometimes, but um, <laughs> it, it is, <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, so several tools that, that Matt's given me, one, power list, call it whatever you want, I like to call my million-dollar checklist, but it's okay. For someone who's never heard of the power list, what's, what's the power so list? So what I do is I, ha I have it somewhere in here. Um, so I write down five things that I want to accomplish that day. Win the day. If you can win the day over time, like Matt always says, you know, you're, you, bigger goals. You know, you're going you're gonna to meet those goals whenever you just win each and every day. So if I get through those five things in my day, I feel better about myself. I'm like... Okay, I got that done. And then maybe knock out something that you thought about you'd do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you got time now, just go ahead, knock it out. Like, it's not going to get easier. You know, you might as well just go ahead and take care of something. You know, maybe it's an inspection notice. You know, maybe it's those prospecting phone calls that you need to make. Don't put it off. Do not put it off. Just go ahead. Because the... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Something that um, I had written down... Um, where is it at? Um, stop being scared of what could go wrong and think about what could go right. Because mm. that's, that's something I think that I've probably heard Matt say a hundred times probably, you know, because it's all about your mindset. So many people so, always do that. Thing yeah. Scenario. Yeah. Hey, what if? Yeah. And so I love the what if game because they give me some what if and it's almost 99% of the time a what if that comes to, to me is negative. It's just, it's just how we're wired as humans. Yeah. And so I've, consciously trigger that myself when I get a what if I tell myself too but so I do this trick on myself too you give me a what if that's negative I go so far positive you want to play what if okay what if this what if this have you unicorn at your house tomorrow like, exactly what if all day but why are we what if in the worst case scenario let's what if the best case scenario yeah what if it goes like you want it to go what if it goes better than you ever imagined exactly than <laughs> <laughs> yeah because most people do they what if you know, this goes wrong or, you know, they're just, you know, the negative Nancy. So your mindset on yeah. when this uh, comes, okay, yeah. what if things worked well? What's, um, I guess, on the mental health side of things, because uh, juggling all that in general, what, I think you mentioned once on a, your morning routine in general that you had that just kind of set you up uh, for the day for success. Um, what's that look like for someone who's wanting to, to up their game? What's it look like? Yeah, your morning um, routine. So, you know, Having your day planned before it starts is huge. Having your day planned before it starts. So my power list I wrote last night Ooh. because I know what I need to accomplish today. And those things have to get taken care of today. Mm. So having that, I think, is 
is powerful because if you're if you're getting up in the morning, you're getting ready for work, you're getting to work, you're like, okay, wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to get to work and then go, okay, now what am I going to do? What needs to be done first? So you spend an hour trying to think about what you're going to do today, whereas you could start an hour earlier if you already had that list done and ready to go. Mm. Well, and the day before, you're probably going to be in a better mindset of what's most important. Yeah. So usually in the evening when I'm just sitting there kind of, you know, chillaxing, as we say, um, I'm like, oh, what do I need to take care of tomorrow? And then something will pop in my mind and I'll just jot it down. Oh, yeah. Oh, I need to take care of that. Oh, so-and-so called Mm -hmm. yesterday and wanted me to find out that answer for him. You know, whatever. Whatever it is, it can be something simple. But honestly, I just like to have it done the day before so I know what to expect. Okay. So if people want to jump in and do that, what's what's the software or the tool that you recommend or you like most? A do you, pen. Do you use just a pen and paper? <laughs> just a pen and paper. Really? Just write it down. You can put a note on your phone. You can, you know, don't go off memory in your in your head, right. obviously, because you want to be able to see it. And I think that if it's written down, it's more real. Like it's there. You can see it's visual. Yeah, there's so many studies about write it down you are you're like twice as much as likely to actually accomplish it or something crazy Maybe yeah be more than that um, um but there's there's so much gold i wrote down three different quotes um that are just so crucial to to what you said and you articulated it beautifully but um so there's too many people that overestimate what they can accomplish in a day mm-hmm. they think well i can do it tomorrow that's why you procrastinate well mm-hmm. i can do that tomorrow well, if you can do it tomorrow, why can't you do it today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then they, over, so they overestimate what they can accomplish in a day, and they underestimate what they can accomplish in a year. So the real beauty of the power list is you take the five most critical tasks that you need to accomplish today, mm-hmm. put them on paper. Too many people have a to-do list that's a mile long. I, I'm one of them. I look at it once I'm done with my power list, or I use that use it to plan my power list. Mm-hmm. What is most important? Because... Nobody is productive and overwhelmed. So if you think, oh my gosh, I have 18,000 things to do today, you're not, there is no way you can win that. So let's break that down into five critical tasks because I, here's what I know is that if you do five critical tasks on a daily basis for a period of time, your life will look dramatically different if you look back six months later. Yeah. Dramatically. Because you won the day six months in a row, imagine what your life would look like. If everything that was the five most important things for you that day, if you got those accomplished for six months in a row every single day, how much different would your life look? Absolutely. And I think it's motivating when you can take that that pin mm-hmm. and just draw through Check them what off. I've accomplished. I got that done. Oh, well, you know what? I just got two more to do. Accomplishment, adrenaline, dopamine. Yes. Of like, oh, I accomplished. I checked it off the list. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then at the end, see if you do this too, see how well you listen. At the end of the day, whenever I win the day or I lose the day, I put a big W or L at the top of the page and circle it. Uh. I look back, so I keep mine on my digital notepad on my uh, Remarkable, and I I can swipe back and see how many days I've won or lost Mm. because I put a big W or L at the top of the page. Oh. Like right now. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, guys, if you're listening to this, if you want us to break down the power list, I'm happy to do a whole other episode, but I want to give you guys what you want. The power list has absolutely changed my life. It seems like it's a big tool for Sheila to help her accomplish my mm-hmm. clothing. Um, leave us a comment. Um, send us a message wherever you're listening to this platform. Let us know that you want to learn about the power list, and we're happy to set up an episode um, because I can spend an hour talking about that. Um, so another quote. 
Gila plans their days ahead of time before they happen, right? You said yep. you do it the night before. Yes. I do it the morning of, um, but I do it before. That's the first thing that I do. But you probably get up at 3 in the morning. Four, but, <laughs> <laughs> so, but so this, I love this quote. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Absolutely. So it's your choice. Are you going to plan to fail? I don't, want, I don't plan to fail. No, that's not an option. So how, why am I failing to plan? I know exactly. I'm setting myself up for failure if I don't have a plan. Right. So that's what the powerless does. Yeah. And you can take that to living by your calendar, calendar consistency. We talk about that too. Are you time blocking and making your calendar consistent? Because consistent effort over a period of time will change your life. Too many people, again, think they can change your life in a day. You can't. No. But you can change your life consistently improving 1% per day. You just get 1% better every day. Imagine. I, I, we need to find the quote in the staff on that call and share it in the group because that, it's it's astonishing the amount of mm-hmm. difference. 1% a day for like six months, it, it blows my mind how much difference that, that is. And that, that's what I do with the powerless is I try to get a little bit better each day. Mm-hmm. So there's another there's another quote I just thought of. Is you, your accomplishment, whatever you accomplish, if, if you truly want to level up in life, your accomplishment becomes your new standard. Let me say that again. Yeah. Your accomplishment becomes your new standard. Mm-hmm. And when you live life that way, you are never going backwards. You're getting better every day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I thought of another one. Um, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Ooh. Right. You know? Yeah. No, 100%. Because you, you say, oh, you know, I, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. You say, all right, but how are you going to make that actually happen? Do you actually yeah. want it? Yeah. You got to have a plan. Mm-hmm. I want to buy a new car. You know? Yeah. Not, I wish I had a new car. Mm-hmm. I, I want a new car. I'm going that, to get a new car. At that point, now, almost, how am I going to do it? Yeah, because otherwise it almost becomes complaining. I yeah. want a new car. I want a, It's like, yeah. okay, so what are you going to do about it? Exactly. So one more quote. So it's not really a quote, but it's a, it's a great thought. So you guys have heard of a budget when it comes to finances, right? Mm-hmm. So most people have a negative connotation with budget. A budget is simply... Telling your money what to do before you get it, right? Yep. So I think budget, in my opinion, in my opinion, time is more valuable than money. You can always make more money. Hell, look at the government printing more of it every single day. There you right? go. <laughs> so money is money is not the end all be all. Time is way more valuable, especially to me in this point in my life, than money. And so, why do we talk about budget with money? Well, we never budget our time. Why don't we why don't we budget our time and tell our time what we want to do before the time gets here? So There's true. Too many people that live life in reverse and they work on accident and not on purpose. Right. I'm intentional with my time. My time is my most valuable asset. Why am I letting other people steal it? I tell my time what I want to do before I do it. Yeah. It's, it's I a agree. budget for time. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'll, I'll throw something else on that, like with if with if time equals money type of a, a, a deal. If you're saying you have to budget your time, say how much is that time worth? Yes. And find out what you're worth per hour. If you say I'm worth $50 an hour, but I'm still going to mow my lawn myself, when you can pay someone else to mow your lawn for $30 or something like that, you're actually you, you're not leveraging your time correctly. So right. if you can multiply yourself, find out what that number is and start going out and going, you know, I could probably pay someone else to, to make my food for me, clean my house, do those kind of, bless other people around you with um, jobs and, and services sure. and such like that and get more out of your time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and also being on this team, <laughs> you have to leverage your time. Let the team work for you. Because I think a, I had 
this issue mm-hmm. early on because I didn't really understand like, okay, who does what? Mm-hmm. Am I missing something? And so I spent a lot of time looking over things that I don't have to. Melanie's got that. She's mm-hmm. always got my back. Even if it's something I'm supposed to take care of, Melanie's still got my back because she's going to remind me, hey, girl, this, you know, or that. And, you know, Lynn, she's like, you know, if I've sent her a listing over and they haven't signed their paperwork yet, you know, she's going to, she's going to, I don't need to look over what she's right. doing. She's going to get back to me and say, hey, girl, they need to sign their paperwork. You want to reach out? Absolutely. And let them work for you and with you and and help you and i think just leveraging your time being is able to trust them with that extremely important so for those of you listening uh, melanie and lynn that you mentioned are um our lovely operations team that are the lifeblood of our business and the dc's melties that help our agents create leverage so that they can do things like rob sell their homes in here absolutely and i you know we appreciate them so much because they really mm-hmm there's something else. I mean, what they do behind the scenes, like most people don't even know what all they do, and right. it's incredible. <laughs> if you don't allow them to do what they they do, it, yeah. they will not add to your life because you'll be doing their jobs in addition to them doing their job. Yeah. It's like, hey, you already did that, you but let me, let me check it again. Intentionally. Yes. yes. And it's how the model was set up. It's, no offense, Sheila, mm-hmm. but Melanie is better at the transaction closing coordination stuff than you are. 100%. And so why 100%. are you trying to elbow in and say, let me in, let me in? No, you do your thing, girl. Let me know if you need me. Exactly. Right? And when you when you ever are able to delegate that, that creates true, true leverage. Mm-hmm. Where not only does it work better for Sheila, here's where we create a win-win situation with our team. That works way better for Sheila and all the other agents. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. It absolutely does. Guess what? who else it works better for? The clients. Yeah. Because the clients get so much better experience because now there's somebody that's tunnel vision that is great at that part of the transaction that is there to give them the service they deserve. Yeah. It makes the world a difference. Yeah. And that's and that just comes with um trusting and, and putting your yeah. trust in that person because you're trusting them not only with your business, but you're also trusting them with, with your clients. You know, and so when you have that trust, like I do with Lynn and Melanie and Katie and Ashley and all, you know, it's just, it makes for such a better process for, I think, our our clients. Now, that, that takes a bit to build up, but once it's there, it, it's oh, very yeah. hard to break. Yeah. So let's, let's, uh, let's, let's break that down. Let's talk about leverage. Leverage is a huge thing I wanted to depend on because mm-hmm. leverage, I, uh, I'm privileged to be a, a coach through Jeff White Select Coaching, and a lot of my coaching clients ask about leverage a lot. Their agents ask about leverage. It's just a common theme in the industry. So, Sheila, what, what was important to you to have leverage for you to be able to still live life, not go crazy, and sell over 100 homes in your first year? What are some of the things that, that you use as leverage to help you do that? Because I think that's a big part of it. You, you said it. You couldn't do 100 homes without some of the leverage you had. So let's break down what, was, what were some of those items. Um, so just knowing, like, your, your boundaries, like, hey, Sundays, Sundays are just my day off. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not calling leads on Sundays. Um, cause I just feel like, you know, people are, you know, at church and thing. It's just my day. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to do whatever. I hate to interrupt you, but that's so important. You know how many agents I talk to are like, well, I always have to be available. No, you don't. No. You don't. Because guess what? Your family time, mm-hmm. that's an appointment. And, and so I, I give everybody permission on our team. We don't have to work with people that we don't want to work with. Right, and so we want to work with the right people, and so there are people that take advantage of agents' times, and we just don't 
we don't have to work with those people. Yes, yeah. we appreciate and respect their time, but we want them to do ours as well. Yes, we want to get you in. We want to give you the best possible service. But if you try to reach me between 7 and 8 o'clock at night, good luck. You know why? I have an appointment with my family. And that's what's most important to me. Absolutely. The same thing with you. And I didn't know you took Sundays off. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that. What that helps you do is it helps you. That's probably why you didn't burn out. Yeah. That's probably why it didn't happen as much. It probably happened a little bit, but I was way worried it was going to happen. <laughs> um, so, but because you protect your time. And, right? and I learned that from Lauren. Lauren made one statement and I went, she is so right. And I am so guilty. She said, be present in the moment. Be where your feet are. Be where your feet are. Mm. And I was like, ooh, yeah. And I thought about just thinking back even before real estate. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're like this on your phone and somebody's talking to you, you, you're not present. Mm -hmm. You're not listening. You're not paying attention. You're not giving that person what they need in their life. You know, and you're not really giving yourself what you need either mm-hmm. because you're always distracted doing, you know, multi, cause I'm a multitasker. I do like to try to multitask when I've been home. I like to do laundry cook and, and have a client on the, on the phone, you know, but you know, sometimes you just got to stop for a minute and go, Hey, here's where I'm at right now. She was in big trouble. She doesn't know yet. She said two things that are my pet peeves. Don't try anything. Exactly. You're right. Oh, it totally is because my clothes are in the dryer right now. There's probably (laughs) the dishwasher needs emptied. Right. You know, so yeah. Did I accomplish? No. (laughs) So I'm, yeah, I'm sad. So let's talk about leverage of, of, so lead generation is a big topic, especially in today's real estate market. Mm-hmm. Listing leads are so hard to come by. It's the lowest inventory in most parts of the country it's ever been. And I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's my opinion. So let's talk okay. about some of the leverage of the, the team that you have used to make sure that you still have 12, 13 pending right now? Uh-huh, 13. How does that happen as a listing agent only? We didn't mention that. She's a listing agent only. She doesn't work with any buyers. Right. She sold 100 homes last year, and right now in the lowest inventory market ever, she has 13 pennies. And it's not even busy time yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, we live in Missouri. No, in a small town is what I mean. Like, there isn't a lot to, to, to uh, pull from. So what kind of leverage, what kind of, let's talk about, let's break down the, the leads and the, the opportunities that you get to be able to accomplish those. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people... We're very, very, very fortunate on this team that we have the reputation that we do. And a lot of yes. our listing business, even in today's market, has come listing business, which is yep. awesome. But we've also rolled out some other initiatives and stuff to make sure that we're ahead of the times and not behind them. Mm-hmm. We're all to make sure that we're moving ahead of the market because there are sellers out there that need our help. Again, they are just not, they're, they're nervous, they're scared, they're fear, mm-hmm. or some, isn't, isn't um, enough that they reach out to us. So we are trying to be proactive to reach out to them as soon as we can help. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so a lot of business here lately that I feel like is some people that I worked with when I very first started on this team, and I've been talking to them consistently. Wait, you, you follow up with people consistently? I do, <laughs> actually. No way. And it works? It does work. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've had a lot of that. I've also had um, past clients because we take such good good care of them. Now they have referred people to me. And you talk about a good feeling when somebody calls and say, Hey, I got your name from so-and-so you sold their house and I would like your help. And 
that right there, that means more to me than any dollar sign or any, you know, that you could put in front of me because you can't buy that right there. I mean, that right there was, I did right by somebody and they rewarded me. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, just helping people. And watching Shermita get her first contract. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Super so, exciting. Shermita is one of our newer agents to the listing team, and Sheila's our mentor. And you can tell from listening to Sheila that her heart is in. Right now, I'm probably going to help with Shermita. Like, I may get something to do, but how can I help her? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, I I like knowing that, hey, I know enough to, to help somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she's doing awesome. And I think we're looking forward to getting my next one, yes. Carla. <laughs> yeah. And kind of cool about that because I sold her house. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I sold her house twice last year. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> once for her and once for the the person who purchased it. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> you know, is there, I have one surprise I'd say to the end. Okay. Is there anything else on your list that you want to cover as helpful tips for people before we get to the end? Uh, I think I covered quite a bit. Okay. No, it's been great. I just want to make sure you yeah. have a chance to get all you about. Yeah. Is there anything else that you have? Um, just... The uh, Amanda Gannon Award, did you want to talk about it? Yeah, so thanks for running it. Sorry. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, here's the surprise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, <laughs> thanks, Colin. Sorry. Those of you not watching our video, Colin's watching Yeah, yeah, my bad. I was like, how do I say this without saying this? Yeah, yeah, that thing. Oh my gosh. All right. So, Sheila, you won a very, very prestigious award that's near and dear to my heart last year. It's named after Amanda Gann, who was on her team and tragically passed away, and it's for the person on her team that is most improved. Because when Amanda was on her team, she came to our team from another company and was very was struggling, and that woman absolutely changed her life multiple times from being on here because she just believed in what we did. I remember one of the fondest memories I had is she was she put together a committee to upgrade her core values because she wanted to, to add some, a few things in there. Um, so, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about what what the, the winning the Amanda again award means to you. Uh, so that was huge um, because she was such a good person. Um, and I've kind of heard some of her backstories, how she kind of struggled. And, and so that was just, I don't know, to receive that was just huge for me. That was, it was very touching. I mean, because I, I understand what she meant to this team. Um, so I only knew Amanda again for, I don't know, maybe two weeks. Um, but I had plans for that following week to actually go to Rolla and sit and work with her. Um, so her and I had text that back and forth and then, you know, it was just tragic. So to get that reward. I I know for a fact that she would be proud that her name won an award for you because you stand for everything that you stand for. So it's, um, most improved with Sheila Lester, obviously, with (laughs) a new agent, a hundred, hundred closes in a year. So, um, I just wanted to end with that to kind of get Sheila's perspective on it and let you guys know that. I think that truly the, the success from Sheila came comes from her heart, comes from truly wanting to help people. Um, I'd be willing to bet Sheila doesn't know how much money she made last year because that's not what she's measuring. I'm not. Yeah. The families that we helped, I think, are way more important to me 100%. than the money. The positive impact we have on our community, on our clients, <laughs> and, and on our team. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, um, it's been a great episode, Gila. It's absolutely <laughs> my expectations. Is there anything else you want to wrap up with before we go? No. All right. I appreciate you having me, and that was... Thanks for sharing all your <laughs> tips uh, for, for new agents and uh, new individuals. Yeah. It was uh, I hadn't heard your story before, so it was neat to, to hear a lot of those behind-the-scenes pieces. So thanks for sharing. Oh, thank Absolutely. you. Thank you guys for listening. Remember, all or nothing in real estate is a, is a movement. We are trying to give back. We're trying to help the industry. So if you've got any value from this episode, please share with your friends. Um, and we actually are trying to get this message out to more people. So if you don't mind whatever you're listening to on it right now, give us a review. It helps boost it out so more people see it. Um, and we just want to share this movement. We're not charging anything. We're not running ads. We just want to truly help people. So if this helps you in any way, shape, or form, do us a solid and share with a friend. 100%. And join the uh, private Facebook group as well. We have a lot of good uh, content, extra things in there for everyone. Yeah, if you need help navigating that, just reach out to us. We're happy to, to share with you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. If you found anything this valuable, please share this with your friends. All or Nothing in Real Estate is a passion project of mine. This business has done so much for me and my family, and this is my way to give back. I'm also a real estate coach with Cheplak Select Coaching. So if you are interested in having a coaching consultation with me, please check out the link below. All or Nothing in Real Estate is not just a podcast. It is a movement. It is a community of contribution that is single-handedly designed to help change the real estate community in a positive way. So make sure you're following us on all social, social platforms and subscribe to us on YouTube. Most importantly, make sure you've requested to join All or Nothing in Real Estate's private Facebook group. That is a private group that we keep in exclusive content and we do it in a private setting to make sure it remains a community of contribution. There's a lot of great in-depth content there for free. So please make sure you join that group as well. And again, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you found this of value, please share this with your friends. It is my goal to give back and contribute to make this industry better for all of us. Thanks again.